What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. I'm Dr. Harrison Davis. And I'm Dr. Aisha Dickerson. And you're listening to Two Therapists and a Microphone. Welcome to today's show of Two Therapists and a Microphone. I am Dr. Harrison Davis. And I'm Dr. Aisha Dickerson. So today we have two great guests in the uh, studio with us, and we have a great topic today. We're going to talk about politics, politics as usual. So we're going to have an exciting conversation today. But before we get to that topic, I need to run down some announcements to you guys. Welcome to the UI Radio Network. I want to welcome all of our friends at the radio stations that are broadcasting us live. Uh, Those radio stations are 99.1 FM WDJY. Our friends at 93.5 FM, WWNN, and particularly our friends in Kentucky, uh, WMTA 107.3. We want to welcome all of you guys to the show today, and you guys can call in and ask us any questions that you want, or just give us a comment, um, or just call in and say, hey, our phone number to dial in is 678 495 Four three four five. Go ahead and give us a call. If you haven't already, buy your Get Your Life Back Now DVDs. Visit www.getyourlifebacknow.live and take advantage of getting your DVD that can help you save your life. It's news you can use. And lastly, join the movement. Join our intention-based community at www.unitedintentions.org. Create, track, and manifest your intentions, one intention at a time, on our site. Connect with like-minded individuals and help create a better reality for yourself and others. Metro Atlanta area, tune into the Good Intention Show with Tim Ray Fridays at 9.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, Comcast Channel 24. All right. So, so, Aisha, are you a voter? Actually, yes, of course. Okay, good. (laughs) (laughs) I wasn't quite sure what you were going to (laughs) say. I voted this past Monday, and it was um, a nice experience in the area where I vote. I was happy to see some more diverse faces than I normally see in Laburn, but I did have an interesting conversation with the man in front of me because he had a Make America Great Again hat on, a red one, and he was trying to take a picture with a voting sign. Okay. And I, I saw him look at me like he was going to ask me to take a picture. I wanted him to because I was just going to flip the camera around and take a picture myself, but right. he didn't. Now, so we get in the line. And I tell them, you know, you probably I just go home and not vote because whoever I vote for is just going to cancel out your vote, probably. Okay. So after everyone in the that was bold. Well, you know, I can be a little confrontational sometimes, really, and that's okay. (laughs) (laughs) But you know, he just laughed and said, "Or my vote could cancel yours out," and he had a point. So I've been trying. I've been trying to get everybody to go out there and cancel out everyone who wants to quote unquote make America great again. All right. So be a part of the voting process. So you went to do early voting. I did. I love it. And you saw no a long lines, line? No, not, not at my location, really? no. Okay. No lines, no waiting on Monday at 10.35 a.m. Okay. So I was hearing some different stories from some friends and family members where there were some long lines for early voting, but nevertheless, I'm glad they're getting out there to vote. Yes. You know, because as I'm watching cable news, local news, and I'm hearing some things uh, that can be a little bit troubling. Um, and here we are at the midterm elections, mm-hmm. and we're hearing about voter suppression. Uh, we're hearing about people being denied to vote. 
We're hearing about politicians who are outright lying to the public, making some false promises. Um, hearing about people who are believing those lies. Mm -hmm. And and there's a great division in our country. I feel it. I don't know if other people feel it. I feel it, and it seems to be along uh, political lines, sometimes cultural lines, sometimes socioeconomic lines. But today, I wanted us to talk about that topic. So we have two great guests that we're going to introduce. Yes, we do. Our first guest is Drew Elons. Um, she's a modern woman infused with traditional values, a true Southern belle like myself. A native of Birmingham, Alabama, Drew takes pride in her Southern roots and values, the positive impact it has on her life life. While she currently lives in the Washington, D.C. area, Drew never misses an opportunity to let everyone know she hails from the great state of Alabama. Currently, Drew Elons is the founder and chief executive officer of the Elons Group, LLC, a boutique consulting firm providing strategic consultation in the areas of entrepreneurship and career development. Their specialty is helping individuals find their passion, create a roadmap, and launch into their destiny. With more than 17 years of experience, Drew helps her clients enhance their business and career goals, establish profitable relationships, and increase their bottom line. Welcome to the show, Drew. Hey, hey. I'm glad to be here. I'm so looking forward to this conversation. Yeah, me too. Uh, I'm glad you are. <laughs> and secondly, we have Jasmine Clark. At a young age, Jasmine realized her passion for the sciences. This led her to pursue an education and career in microbiology, including receipt of her doctoral degree from Atlanta's own Emory University. Go Emory! She currently serves as a faculty at multiple universities in the Atlanta area with a focus on teaching and curriculum development, as the field of science requires strategic planning, problem solving, and attention to detail, Jasmine believes that her scientific background could add a unique and refreshing perspective to legislating in the United States, in, in Georgia, as a matter of fact. Outside of the classroom, Jasmine has been involved in community organizing and activism. She served as the director of the March of Science held in Atlanta in April 2017. She continues to work with other groups, including the Georgia Alliance for Social Justice and on advocating for social justice issues and causes. She believes that an inclusive Georgia is thriving, is a thriving Georgia, and that there is no place for divisive rhetoric and discriminatory practices in Georgia's future. Welcome to the show, Jasmine. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I like that. So I want to start the show off, if I can, going back approximately two years ago uh, from November, and want to ask our guests and uh, Asia, uh, where were you? when Donald Trump was elected our 45th president of the United States? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> let's, let's start with you, Jasmine. What do you remember from that moment when you learned that Donald Trump was going to be our president? So um, it was a Tuesday. I remember that. And I remember uh, being glued to the TV. And I remember as the results were coming in, getting more and more devastated. Mm -hmm. And I remember saying, I should go to bed right now. Like it's time, like I should be sleep, right? I go to sleep pretty early. Like I'm a, I'm a early, I, I'm a professional sleeper. I can go to sleep at any time. Yeah, but me too. I, <laughs> I generally go to bed pretty early, but I could not stop watching. It was literally like watching a train wreck. I just couldn't take my eyes off and I just kept getting more and more The anxiety built up. And, I just remember just like staring at TV being like, this is surreal. This is not really happening. Like maybe I already went to sleep and this is a dream and I'm having a nightmare right now and I'm going to wake up and this is, none of this is going on. But alas, it was not a dream and it was really happening. And I just remember going to bed that night, honestly feeling so let down by the entire country. Um, just because the way I felt, um, what I felt that he stood for number 45 what he stood for um and how that related to me as a, a black woman as a woman just in general as a mother of uh, a black son just so many things and i felt really let down so that was a, a, a bad night disappointing what about you drew where were you and what do you remember about the time when you realized we had voted donald trump as our president 
No, not we. They. The, the country. The country. <laughs> they. Okay, okay, I'll deal with that. So, we, as a family, we do campaigns, be it local or national. So we were actually on our way back from Pennsylvania, Philadelphia. So we went to Philadelphia, we knocked on doors, we went to um, all that stuff to support uh, Hillary Clinton. And as we were leaving, my husband, and we were getting in the car, he said, we're not going to stay here tonight. We're going to just go ahead and drive back. He said, I have a feeling that uh, Trump's going to win. Mm. So I just like, whatever. So me and my son, Maxwell, were like, we're not listening. We drove on home. We got home. Son was knocked out. We stayed there, and we watched the TV uh, here in... Um, right outside of D.C., Silver Spring, Maryland. And we were uh, just sitting there um, numb because of the implication that this meant for us, but also for our son. And from the courts to legislation to policy to all that's wrapped up, because the thing that we knew, too, was that it also brought in a wave of other folks down the ballot. Mm -hmm. So from a local perspective, we knew the impact. Not necessarily for us in Maryland. We're pretty okay, pretty blue. But for our hometown, our home state of Alabama, for everywhere else, we knew um, there was this darkness and this dark feeling that came over us um, that we needed to process, but then reboot and get ourselves together to understand that we cannot stop we cannot rest on our laurels based on this. Um, clearly, there's some things that we need to do. I think the part for me, though, was when the numbers came out. And when we realized it was 53% white women exactly. who voted for him. Mm -hmm. uh, and it's fair to say they're the ones who pushed, pushed him over the top. They are. And because ultimately, it wasn't even poor white people. Poor white people had a slight majority going towards Hillary Clinton. It was those who are our peers who were white who voted for him. So it's those who earned $90,000 or more who voted for him and voted him over and voted in excess. So that makes me look at my neighbors and, you know, if I was in a corporate mm -hmm. office, I need to be looking at the people that's around me. It just pulled a scab back on who we truly are as a country mm. to put somebody like that in office. So it's just this, it's a darkness that I felt. But I'm starting to see the light and I'm, I'm getting a little bit more hope uh, <laughs> around that. Uh, but there, there, there was a, that, that was a dark time. The, the next seven days was very, very dark for us. So I'm hearing you were numb, Drew, and Jasmine, yes. you were let down. That was a big term. What about you, Aisha? You know, I, I maybe took it a little differently than everyone else. Again, being from Alabama, I just, kind of, and this sounds sad, and it sounds negative, but I expect it. I expect these kinds of things from some people. You oh, expected yeah. the country to vote for Donald Trump. Not expected them to, <laughs> but when they did, it was like, uh, I just can't really be too surprised by what, okay. you know, some, 53% of white women, I know people were like, wow, women, but I was like, I just really can't be too surprised by what I see white women do anymore after a lot of the things that I've seen in my life. Yes, I was let down, but again, okay. as, as a black woman, I'm so used to being let down at this point. Gotcha. So it's like, oh, you know, mm -hmm. America lets me down again. Let's get ready to work towards the midterm mm -hmm. election. So that's why I was like, I'm prepared to go out and pass out signs for people and post on Facebook. And I made sure that there was this app on Facebook that let you know everyone who liked the Donald Trump page, and I made sure to remove all of them as friends because I didn't want to be, no, I'm, I'm petty like that. So I was like, remove, yeah. remove. Activist. But to my credit, I post, I put a post up there that, that asked them to remove themselves before I removed them. A couple of them did, but another seven still had to be removed. And so, you know, we, <laughs> <laughs> we just kind of um, move on and prepare ourselves yep. for the yep. next fight. So I, I, I remember, I went to bed now, I'm a political junkie, and I watched the elections very closely. I expected Hillary to pull it out. All the polls were pointing to Hillary. I may not have been a huge fan of Hillary, but I voted for her. And so I, I went to bed. And let me tell you, when I woke up, 
that morning, Wednesday morning, and I turned on the television, and I think I turned on Good Morning America or something like that, and they were talking about President Donald Trump. I, I was shocked. I sat on the edge of the bed with my mouth open because I didn't know what it meant. He's not a politician. I didn't think he was a great businessman. And I had heard some incredibly insulting comments from him. And more importantly, I didn't feel like he was going to advocate for everybody. That he had already decided who he was going to look out for. Mm -hmm. So I wanted us to share those stories about how we discovered uh, our president, who was going to be our next president, because a lot... <laughs> has happened over the last two years it has. since uh, he was elected. And we're going to go into that in our next segment. Um, but right now we're talking to Drew Elons. 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 And Jasmine Clark. <laughs> Do you think your past is holding you back? Is your unconscious belief sabotaging your inner happiness? Do you find it difficult to get rid of your negative emotions? You are just one step away from unleashing the abundance of love, money, and even fun. Internationally renowned Akashic reader Lisa Barnett will help you heal your life and facilitate personal change with her number one international best-selling book, From Questioning to Knowing, a book that will give you advanced but simple tools to change your consciousness and revolutionize your life. So get all of your unanswered questions answered and set out for a transformational journey to rediscover a whole new truth with every page you turn. Visit www.akashicknowing.com and learn more about From Questioning to Knowing on Lisa Barnett's website today. You'll also receive a free gift from Lisa with every book sold. We thank you for your ongoing support, and we hope to see you there. All right, welcome back to Two Therapists and a Microphone. We have Drew Elons and Jasmine Clark with us today to talk about our current political climate. So before we left, we talked a little bit about how uh, everyone here reacted to uh, Trump's election a couple of years ago. And it's, it's election season again, maybe mm -hmm. not one that as many people pay attention to because, you know, it's more state focused. But with that being said, being here in Georgia, there's a lot of focus on our state right now. So let's talk a little bit about the mid term elections. How important is the midterm election? Jasmine, let's start with you. So um, the midterm elections are as important as every election. So this is something that uh, when I go into classrooms, I go into classrooms a lot and talk to students. Um, and when I do, no matter what grade I go into, I always kind of you know, so ask like, so how, um, how often do we vote? And Everyone shoots their hands up, and they're like, oh, I know the answer to this one because I offer candy if you get the right answer. <laughs> and um, everyone says, every four years. And to me, that's a problem. Mm -hmm. Because in our school systems, we teach that the elections happen every four years, and that's when we elect a president. We don't talk about the importance of municipal elections and gubernatorial elections and midterm elections. Well, here's the thing. We talk about, you know, the fact that the president has his powers and then Congress are actually the lawmakers. So when we're voting for congressmen and congresswomen, when we're voting for congresspeople, that's just as important, if not more important, than voting for the president. Not just that, when we are talking about uh, voting for um, uh, county commissioners and state legislators, state um, house representatives, and state um, senate and yeah. school board, and when we're talking about this, when we're talking about voting for mayor and city council, those things actually affect your day-to-day -day life even more so than what's happening at the federal level. So again, if I had to put it in order of importance, I would say local elections are actually more important than federal elections, but we teach it the other way around. And so people just don't understand how important it is to get out during these midterm years, during these what we consider off years, mm -hmm. and getting to the polls. Um, it's people now, I call people right now, and I, you know, you know, there's an election coming up, and they're like, oh really? Who's on? Who are we voting for? And it's just like... These are adults? Yes, adults. These are not children. These are adults. These are people 
who will be extremely upset if they get pulled over because they were texting and driving. But, you know... These were the things we voted on, yeah. right. <laughs> you, your state representative and your state senator, they're the ones who made that law. So whether you know there's an election or not, you're going to be affected by the laws at the local and state as well as federal level. So it's all important, and every election has consequences. Thank you. And Drew? I mean, one of the things to talk about around why midterms are important, and yes, there's always the federal voting, the congressional voting, and then we have the governor voting. But the other thing would be is we've got to also think about the reason why there is right now an abundance in the federal congressional house is because of the state voting. And when you put state legislators in place, they are the ones who drew, redrew the districting lines. And so right. now... The reason why the Democrats, if you will, have to fight so hard in order to get to the majority, why they have to be more moderate in some areas, is because of how the lines were drawn. There was a place in Florida where they tried to redraw the lines that really put a black uh, congresswoman in an area that had mostly prisons. Hmm. So they redrew the lines, and she took with the court and got all that kicked out. But it is because you have people in the states who are able to make those decisions, just like Jasmine said, that make things even more difficult or directly impact you. I mean, even the simplest things like roads being paved, um, keeping lots clean, things like that, that comes from your, your city council or whatever your city government is called in your area. Those things are so incredibly important because those directly impact your day-to-day -day life. Um, from your school boards, from your curriculum in your schools, from how you're able to um, get different type of taxes on your property tax or anything else, your, your food tax. All of that comes from a state and local level. But ultimately, if there is something from a federal level that you really want to see from legislation perspective, You've got to make sure that you're represented and you're represented well. Ideally, the part that really that really hurts me is to think about every time there is a particular uh, uh, political uh, president that's in office, the opposite one is the one who comes in because it's supposed to be checked and balanced, et cetera. But ultimately, if we were just more smart about this, we would definitely want to make sure that no matter who is representing me, if the person I voted for did not make it to make the cut, whoever is elected still represents me. So I, I need to make sure that I advocate on behalf of the things that I actually wanted the other person to do for me. Because when we don't do that, when we don't do that, our voices are not heard. So for me, we must vote every election, but we also must advocate on behalf of the things that we believe that are important that impact our communities. Thank you. So we know uh, this group in here that we must vote every election, but for some reason, people just don't get it. They're refusing to get up. Um, even early, we have early voting here, and there, there will still be people who won't vote. They can vote on Saturday. They still won't vote. What do you think is the reason that some people just refuse to vote? Yeah, what are you hearing from those individuals who may not believe that these uh, issues are important to them? You want me to start? Yes. Yeah, okay. you can. Mm -hmm. So, um, Aisha, I go back to something that you said earlier about how just being, like, some people believe that no matter who's there and what happens, they're just not surprised. They're just lost mm -hmm. the ability to, or the willingness to even, like, be shocked by things. And therefore, it makes it a lot harder for you to convince them that this is really important. Because they're just like, eh, like, you say that, but... Um, I've gone to people and I say, you know, this is a really important election. And they say, I don't vote. And it's like, I'm always just like, it breaks my heart. And I'm like, well, why? I, let's talk about this because I really want to understand. Why are you not voting? And they say, well, you know, it doesn't actually matter. Hmm. And the last time I voted, every time I vote, the person I vote for doesn't get elected. So what is the point? 
and um, they like, and then with the electoral college, it's just like they just steal the votes. I mean, even if everybody who, um, like with Hillary Clinton, she got the majority of the the votes, actual numbers, but she, st um, she still lost. And they're just like, I've lost faith mm. in this entire system. And that's really hard to like get over that. Um, and then a lot of people are just like, look, I'm too busy worried about how I'm going to eat how I'm going to feed my kids, how I'm going to do, you know, how am I going to pay this medical bill because the other day I was walking my dog and I fell off the curb and now I got this huge medical bill and I don't have time to be off work. With I don't have time to be hobbling around. I don't have time to be sick or whatever. So they're like, I just don't have time to care about that stuff. Mm. Not realizing that a lot of these things that they that they are worried about their actual everyday worries, if they would pay more attention to the politics and would get out and vote, some of those things could be a lot easier on them if they find the person who actually wants to help them in their situation. Jarrah okay. saw some heads shaking over there. <laughs> yes, but I think the other part of this is uh, I'm a Democrat. So the thing that I've known about us is that we have to fall in love with a candidate. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So some of these same people that Jasmine talking about, and Harrison and you are talking about, they came out and voted for Barack Obama because they were in love with him. Yeah, mm -hmm. I was too. Yeah, this is true. I thought it was nice. And <laughs> at, the end, at the end of the day, what I can say that is, I can't even use the word admirable. That's not the right word. What I notice the difference between on the other side is they fall in line. There are key things that Donald Trump can say he delivered. The Supreme Court and the tax cut. He delivered those things. And immigration. For the people. They had done anything really for immigration. That's still kind of fuzzy. Obviously not. There's a caravan coming, so he ain't detoured nobody. You can really say, it's your fault that there's a caravan coming because you don't know what you're doing. But anyway, I digress. But the point is, they can. those are the two hard things. Those are laws. Those are things that are signed in place that he can say, I got done. Gotcha. Two Supreme Court justices and tax cuts that don't benefit anybody. It benefits me and my family, actually. But it doesn't benefit the coal miners. It's not benefiting the, the, the farmers or any of them. I'm but so confused. I'm, say that. I'm still trying to figure out if I'm benefiting. It didn't from benefit it. me. Probably won't. It didn't benefit <laughs> me. I can tell you that much. I didn't get a single benefit. I'm like, what happened to my check? I'm confused. <laughs> so, so we're going against our thing. But the point is, at the end of the day, we don't vote based on making sure there's a way to fall into line. There were people, just like you said, Harrison. Oh, I didn't really like Hillary. So, yeah, I, I still voted, which I'm grateful that she did, but eh, I'm not going to vote for her because I, I, don't, I don't really like her. So I'm going to vote for Jill Stein and all these other crazy people. I'm just mm -hmm. not going to vote at all. Yeah. Not realizing that your best interest is not in play. I mean, there were 13% of black men that voted in 2016 that voted for Trump. That, too... Harrison, since you're the only male representing. <laughs> I represent. Wakanda forever. But <laughs> they are the ones who actually put him over, too. I see. Yeah. Black men, white women, and obviously white men. That's what put him over. So having that big number of 13%, that put him over. Gotcha. So We've got to understand we can't be falling in love. We got to be really strategic about let who can we vote that's most likely going to get us most of what we want. And then, too, I go back to advocacy. What are we saying we want? What are we saying we want? What is it that we need? What can they tangibly deliver if we put them in office? So, Drew, I heard you say something very interesting. It sounds like um, your theory is that people voted for Obama because they felt inspired and they liked him and the person who he is and who he was. And people are voting for Trump because they fell in line and they believe they would benefit from what he is pushing. Let me just clarify. Okay. Yes, 
there are regular GOP folk who did vote for him because they wanted a Republican in office to deliver the things that they care about. So it's more on practical issues. For some of them, and they didn't care he was a racist. They were okay with dealing with that. They might have their own issues they need to deal around. Right. But then there was some other people in cold country, in the rural areas of Philadelphia, in the rural areas of Michigan, in the rural areas of Ohio, and some of these other rural places of Georgia, all of these places that actually felt like he spoke for them. So they were inspired Mm -hmm. by what he was saying. They feel like the immigrants and black people are getting over on them. They feel like the reason why they're not advancing is because of black and brown people. They feel that, hey, I'm a man, and I should be able to do this stuff, and I'm always getting falsely accused of stuff. So, yeah, that's the kind of um, mentality that a lot of their voters felt. So you got those people. There were an abundance of people that voted that never voted before on that side based on being inspired by the racist, xenophobic, misogynist guy that we got at 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue. Yeah, they were definitely uh, (laughs) moved to be discriminatory and and vote with someone who felt like he could discriminate the way they did. This is a great place for us to take a break and come on back with Drew Elons and Jasmine Clark on Two Therapists and a Microphone. Ready to be the hero of your own story? It's time to put the power of your health back into of your health back into of your health. 25-day journey to get your life back now from chronic illness. Our doctors and experts will guide you back to optimal health. 80% of Americans have insulin resistance. 80%. Insulin resistance is the core of almost every chronic degenerative disease that is known to man. Heart disease, cancer, diabetes, of course, obesity, aging, arthritis. It's insulin resistance. Look at the person next to you, please. Understand that you or the person you're looking at has diabetes. Wait, it's worse than that. That's by conventional standards. Standards that we are using to measure diabetes are fatally flawed. They're using serum glucose, and that's not diabetes. Diabetes is insulin resistance. Not to get too worried. There's good news. Go to www.getyourlifebacknow.live and begin your journey today. All right, welcome back to Two Therapists and a Microphone. We're talking about politics. Politics as usual with our guests, Drew Elons and Jasmine Clark. Uh, What I want to ask you guys now as we're talking about the current leaders uh, in our country and the state, (laughs) Uh, the current leaders in our country and the state, and we were talking about who's inspired, who fell in line, uh, who who felt like um, they were voting for practical issues, things that can benefit them. And I heard you, Drew, mention that you are a Democrat. So one of the things I just want to ask sometimes, because I'm confused sometimes, what what's the difference between a Democrat and a Republican? Can can you mm-hmm. help me with that, Jasmine? As I see you're smiling, we, we usually some people vote according to party lines. But yes. but but really, let's be clear. What is the difference between a Democratic candidate and a Republican candidate? And, and let me say, before mm-hmm. you, you explain it, that's really interesting because I just met a black woman who switched from being a Democrat to a Republican right before she right. was running for superintendent of Georgia. I know several schools, black Republicans. So she tried to explain to me the switch, but I, I'm, I may have not been hearing it. I can't. Gotcha. I won't confirm or deny. But I'm sorry. Go ahead, Drew, and explain to us the difference between the Republicans and Democrats, please. You know, for me, it comes down to policy and platform and ideas. Now, while I am a registered Democrat, when it comes to local things, and I just remember when I first started voting at 18, 
I don't believe I declared. It was always me listening to what people said, their platforms they were going to do when I went to speak to them, to hear what they said they're going to um, do for that position that they're running from. And then I made my choice uh, based on that. Uh, so for me, there's a difference in the platforms and the execution of the platforms. And there can be times, depending upon where you are, there's a line. There is, as they like to say, the far left and the far right. There are so many definitions of that. There's the moderate, which is where I believe most of America is, is in the middle, because we kind of dabble on either line. But I choose to be a Democrat because of their position as an organization, that they stand on certain things that are important to me, like healthcare, social security, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, social security, uh, prison reform. Um, and there's places in prison reform where both Democrats and Republicans can align, but there's not. But anyway, anyway, I don't want to go down that <laughs> But anyway, I don't want to go down a rubber hole. Uh, but the idea around that, though, is, is that there are areas that they have clearly defined, like a right to choose as a woman's body, uh, medical and health care for a woman, versus on the Republican side, they are more pro, they tend to be, from a national perspective, law and order focused more than protect and serve. Mm. Um, they tend to be more focused on... Um, the right to life, but only right to life as long as you're in the womb. But they're not trying to make sure that when children are born, that there are places and things that are in place to make sure that they're cared for, like health insurance, like uh, early early um, early childhood programs, educational programs, like some of the other things. And I look at this based on how they vote. Um, from a national or federal level all the way down to a local level. Gotcha. So that's how I've been able to make my distinction between the two. Gotcha. So, Jasmine, how, how do you define, a, how, do, how do you recognize a Republican versus a Democrat? So I guess for me, when I think about, um, because, you know, as a, a candidate, you know, you, you kind of decide, like, where do I stand? What platform do I most align with? Mm -hmm. And I uh, chose to align with the Democratic platform because I personally feel like when you look at a Democrat's platform, it's a it's more about the people, the regular, everyday person, the moms, the dads, the middle class, the people that you see in the grocery store. You know, just the just the your regular everyday um, community. They, their platform seems to be focusing on allowing those people to thrive or, you know, making sure that sick children, no matter what family they were born into, if your child is sick, they can go to the doctor. To me, that's, there's more compassion on that side. Mm -hmm. I feel like sometimes on the Republican side, they more look at things as if, um, if you are rich, it's because you did something to be rich, which is not true. It is not true. A majority, I want to say majority because I don't have actual numbers, but I would say a large number of rich people are rich because somebody before them was rich right. and somebody before them was rich. Mm -hmm. And they did not become that way because they did something. But they tend to look down on people who are not rich as if, the reason why you aren't where I am is because you aren't trying hard enough. Mm. And I don't agree with that. Because mm, I'm trying. And I'm still I, we not all rich. Are trying. Aren't we all? <laughs> <laughs> and so a lot of times I think of it from the perspective of the Democratic platform encompasses or includes even the least of us, whereas the Republican platform tends to be this top-down um, you know, if you do well, if you if you um, help those who are already in power and who already have a lot of money, then those people will help the, the little people. So what we need to do is uh, formulate our policies around making sure that the rich people are happy. Because mm. when rich people are happy, then everybody can be happy. Whereas on the Democratic side, I feel like we're more like, you know, we need to make sure that there are things in place that protect the, the most vulnerable in our communities. And so 
I, I guess me as one who I believe, because I'm working hard too. I mean, I, I went to school. I got a PhD. I, I work. I sometimes I've worked multiple jobs. I do everything that I feel that society tells me that I should do in order to be doing well. But I'm not going to sit here and lie to anybody in this room. There have been days where I'm like, where is my money? Like, I'm confused on why I'm doing all this and I still feel like I don't have enough. And so I just feel like uh, we need to make sure, or for me, the, the platform that is about helping the least of them, the least of us, is the platform that most aligns with who I am as a person and my beliefs and what I, how I think we build a thriving country and a thriving state. I think that when you cater to, or I won't even say cater, but when you take care of the least of, then you, um, that, that bubbles up. So, you know, they talk about trickling down, screw that, bubbling up. We need to to build up from the bottom, build up from that foundation, and then you have a stronger country, stronger state, stronger communities as a whole when we when we build up the least. Thank you. And Drew, you want to add a little more? I, I was I was just gonna say, um, listening to Jasmine speak, um, our our friends on the Republican side tend to tout their strong Christian beliefs. Mm-hmm. But yet, their policies rarely ever reflect what is Christ-like. And while the Democratic side is a big tent side, and there's no discriminatory nor a biblical sense that they actually try to stand upon, their principles and their policies tend to be more undergirded if you are a Christian. Or, and, and, and most of the beautiful tenets of all religion is what it seems to be that I see from, a, um, from the Democratic side. Just like Jasmine said, it's about helping everyone. And I don't see that from the other side. And I don't see that operationalized. And that if, if, if there's anything, Harrison, when you asked, like, earlier, that I really was... The reason why I felt the darkness is that I've seen our evangelical Christians really destroy, misinterpret, and devalue what God's Word is about. Mm-hmm. And as it relates to... You're not drawing nobody unto you. I mean, I'm sorry, you are drawing them unto you. You ain't drawing them unto God. And so the policy is and what we are accepting from this, that's just unacceptable. So I see the Republicans as a Pharisee. Mm. Can I just add one thing to that, just to piggyback on that. Um, So I think a lot of times we associate um, um, the Republican um, side with Christianity because they have laid claim on pro-life. And so, you know, they say that's based on, you know, biblical teachings and thou shalt not kill. And, you know, that's where they come from. But here's the thing. Um, I I grew up in the church. My grandfather was pastor. I grew up in the church. Um, I don't go as much as I I probably should, but I I know a little bit about the Bible. And what I do know is that um, God and Jesus, neither uh, of... there is no um, forcing anybody to do anything. Mm-hmm. Yes. Jesus is actually pro-choice because he is a a he is about choosing. You have to choose him. He doesn't force you to love him. You have to choose him. Mm-hmm. And so for me, um, even that doesn't make them any more Christian than the people on the left because you know at the end of the day it's about choices. And so. Um, I agree. You know, when I look at what Jesus was about and how when he walked and, you know, the things that he did, I truly believe that if he had to choose a side, he would be a Democrat. So (laughs) (laughs) Jesus is a Democrat. (laughs) No. We are not putting it in limits on God. Yes, no, but I'm just I'm just saying as far as Well that's your personal belief and I, I, I respect that. But, but what I'm hearing from you ladies, um, uh, 
with the Democrats and the Republicans, um, there are some lines that are drawn. I'm hearing some economic lines, mm -hmm. some religious lines, not necessarily spiritual lines, but religious lines, and some care policies, how we care for other people. And I heard something intriguing uh, from Jasmine about um, how the Republican Party is uh, in convincing people to help the rich people to stay rich, to keep them happy, and somehow that is supposed to um, make them happy as well? Yeah. I mean, I've literally had people <laughs> say things to me like, well, you know, we need uh, tax cuts because those tax cuts, um, if your boss makes more money, then he'll give you some. Right, right. That's what, that's my understanding of how they're explaining it also. And and if your boss is happier, he'll be nicer to yes. you also, and then you'll be happier. He's more willing to share if he doesn't have to give away mm. right. so much. Of and if you money. give him, a, if you make him pay more, then he is just he won't ever pay you more. As and a matter of fact, he's going to take away from he's you gonna, and lay he's some gonna, of y'all yeah, off. He's going to fire you because, yes, that's that's the way we're, and that's, it actually does not work that way. There is literal evidence, there's statistical evidence, there's physical evidence that that is not true. Well, I definitely want to hear some more about <laughs> those statistics when we come back with Jasmine Clark and Drew Elons on Two Therapists and a Microphone. Good day, planet Earth. Michael Don Miguel Litton here in Roswell, GA. Join me every other Friday at 6 p.m. for the Ride the, the Ride Vibe the Show, Vibe. the show where creative folks have the opportunity to share the genesis and power of their creativity, where they can intend having their talent being expressed all over the planet. Find my show on WDJY 99.1 FM on the United Intentions Spreaker Channel, iTunes, Stitcher, and many more. You can also find my show on social media on Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram as United Intentions and on Twitter at Higher Intention. Jump on the wave and ride the vibe. It's a cool way for getting the creative juices flowing. Cheers to a groovy day. And remember to always ride the vibe. Welcome back to Two Therapists and a Microphone with Jasmine Clark and Drew Elons. As we talk a little bit more about politics these days. We've heard a little bit about how we felt when Trump was elected by uh, other people because I think <laughs> it's just about clear that no one here voted for him. And Drew's <laughs> like, not me. And we also uh, discussed the divide between Democrats and Republicans, and even Jesus's possible political affiliation, had he been. <laughs> that was <laughs> in interesting. But when we left, Jasmine, you were telling us a little bit about um, some research statistics, and I would love to hear more about that okay. because I think I remember hearing you say that you like to weave some research and some statistics into uh, what you would like to see for Georgia and for the nation. Yeah, I want to hear about these poor and working class people voting for rich people so that they can be happy. Okay, so I did not prepare um, actual numbers today, but I can tell you that research does show that um, e economics research, so the numbers do show that trickle-down economics does not work. And if you need an actual physical example, the latest tax cut is a good example of this. Right now, in real time, that latest tax cut actually did not do much for actually increasing um, people's pay or the number of jobs that were available. Now you might say, oh, well, no, that's not true because ever since Trump was elected, unemployment has been going down. It was already going down. You, you can't take credit for right. something that was already happening. You can't take credit because the roller coaster was going downhill and it's still going downhill because you're still on the hill and you think that like somehow you did something to make it go downhill. It was already doing that. So the only way you could take credit is if there was an increase in the rate 
and there has not been an increase in the rate. So what that tells me is, uh, and so what actually happened, so let's talk about what, what they tell you is going to happen, is that we will give these corporations these huge tax cuts. They will be able mm-hmm. to keep more of their money, and because they have all of this money, they will pass that down to the to their workers, to their employees. They will build more. They will open so up the more theory. and more jobs. That's that's what they told us. Here's what actually happened. They gave them these huge tax cuts, and they were like, yes, more money. Let's buy back more of our stocks. So the stock market shoots up, and now all of a sudden people are like, oh, the stock market's doing great. But the stock market is not a gauge of how the regular everyday person is doing. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. That is a gauge of how corporations and the 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 wealthiest among us are doing so at the end of the day they did not deliver on their promise and over time historically they have never delivered on that promise and so um right now we are we are heading into a situation where we're uh creating more and more of a deficit Mm -hmm. um without ways to pay for it, and then what happens? We decide, oh, well, we got to cut something. And who gets cut out? The same people who sitting there, they're waiting on the people with all the money. <laughs> waiting for Hannah. the trickle down. <laughs> the, the promises. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and it's not happening. So, so you know, I'll go ahead, Drew. I'm sorry. I was going to say, Harrison, I think part of where I, I think you were going with this is how do the lower um, class, lower working class folks, get duped into believing that uh, this trickle-down stuff is going to come down yeah. like manna for heaven. Yeah. Uh, they lie. Yeah, That's but people, but, but people believe lie. that lie. Because they lie. And, and they, they had lie, them. and they continue to lie. And they had on blue jeans when they said it, so they looked like, you know, <laughs> like because, they were really right. working-class people. Because that's but the not, thing. Oh, go ahead. I was going to say, because... At the end of the day, corporates got cut, but then also the upper uh, middle class, upper class and upper middle class, they receive the benefits. Those who are working see a benefit in their checks. And then if you have an LLC, if you are a small company or whatever, you see some benefits, Mm -hmm. but that's still not helping the working class people. And so they're still waiting. You can even hear them now when people go around to what they call Trump country and say, hey, do you feel any benefits? No, but I believe it's still coming. I hear that. Because why? Because he says it's still coming. But he's lying. <laughs> he's lying. <laughs> so he I'm just a- lied and said, I'm going to give a 10% cut, tax cut again. Yep. Congress is not in office. So if you believe, if you listen to what Jasmine said, our school system is doing a terrible job around civics because everybody should know Congress is not in session. So nothing is going to happen before November 6th. There's no tax cut. Mm. That's coming. So, but so, they believe it. So people believe those lies, and it sounds yeah. like Trump and others like him, he has inspired his followers to go out there and vote for him. But there's a new concept, well, not new, another concept going on that I'm noticing a lot of uh, talk about, um, voter suppression. Can you guys tell us the significance of that and a little bit about what's going on in Georgia, Jasmine? Oh, man. So it's just getting ugly out here. And it's almost to the point of just being blatant and just kind of being like, yeah, so. Um, but right. <laughs> we got, we got. first of all, we have machines right now that have no paper trail whatsoever. And I want to talk about actually today. I actually posted a PSA today because there are multiple people who have gone to vote and they went to that summary page. You get a summary at the end. Mm-hmm. And they're like, that's not who I voted for. It switched their vote in the middle of them voting. And so I'm pushing everybody, look, double check your wow. summary page because, and here's the thing, the majority of the people on my um, social media vote like me. So I will not say whether or not it is flipping from one side or to the other more or less because I don't know. But what I do know is that the majority of people that have said they had this issue said they voted for Stacey Abrams. It switched to Brian Kemp 
on their summary page, they had to go back. And Stacey is the Democratic candidate she for is governor, the, and Kemp is the Republican candidate yes. for governor. Mm -hmm. Yes. So, um, and then you got this whole issue where Brian Kemp is actually our Secretary, Secretary of State. State right. So yes. it, essentially, he's going to sign off on his own election. It makes right. no sense. He's certifying his own election that he's actually in. And then you've got absentee ballots getting rejected. In Gwinnett County, where I live right now, a huge chunk of absentee ballots are getting rejected. I mean, it's just, it's, it's just so many things. And honestly, the way I feel about it is, although people are really excited about lines, I personally feel like that's a form of voter suppression in and of itself. Yes. You know all these people about to show up. Make sure there are enough machines mm. that people yes. can get through because lines might be exciting to people because they're, like, excited to see a lot of people. Some people mm -hmm. are like, I ain't standing in line. Right. I and, need to get yes. to work. Yes. I got to pick my kids <laughs> right. up. Yes. Well, just like my husband says, if you ain't cheating, you ain't trying. So that's basically <laughs> what the GOP is doing across the country. If you ain't cheating... You ain't trying. So that's exactly what the GOP is doing in Florida and I mean, Georgia and Florida and everywhere else. They are trying to steal it because they cannot win it honestly. And what does it say about a party who says they are country first, but yet they are not trying to make sure that every citizen can vote? That's a problem. Mm -hmm. That's a problem. Well, according to a, a recent recording of our current Secretary of State, uh, Secretary of State slash Republican gubernatorial candidate, if every person exercises their right to vote and um, they actually vote, they in trouble. So you know, yeah, that's. But the more people who vote, the more likely uh, they're going to vote for a Democrat. Was yes. that a theory he was trying to say? I think he's saying if her strategy, which was to awaken those who normally are not engaged, she just went about this a whole different way. So most of the time, they're like, let's just put ads on TV. Let's uh, reach out and try to convert people, um, you know, to switch mm -hmm. from R to D. Um, and her strategy was like, no, what we're going to do is we're going to get to those people who normally just don't vote. They voted at some point because they're on the rolls, but they don't normally vote. So what we're going to do is we're going to get them uh. and we're going to tell them, hey, we really need you to come out and vote. And the thing is, her strategy is working. I mean, Stacey yes. has been at the So So Deaf uh, <laughs> concert, the, was the 25th wow. anniversary concert? <laughs> she sure has. Each and every sold out concert. I thought that was a great strategy. Everybody was posting <laughs> it on Instagram and Facebook. But that explains the reaction from Kemp yeah, and, and some of those strategies yeah. because he knew, I'm assuming, he knew that a large number of people were going to vote and Stacey Abrams was doing a great job at campaigning and she was going to get them out to vote. Yeah, okay. she's actually getting a lot of new voters mm -hmm. um, gotcha. and a lot of voters who normally don't vote in midterms, they might come out. Of, yeah. They came out for Barack Obama because, like uh, Drew said, they were excited and they were in love. In love. And mm -hmm. now they're coming out. And she like, look, I need you just as much as Barack did. And they, mm -hmm. okay, we coming. And you can see it in the numbers, the early votes. That's what it's showing. Yeah. Okay, well, we only have a few more minutes left. But for sure, I would like for you all to tell our listeners where they can find you. Uh, Drew, let's start with you. You can find me on Instagram and on Twitter at Drew Elon. That's D-R-U-E-A-L-L-O. I'm sorry, I can't even spell my name. D-R-U-E-A-L-O-N-S. That's Drew Elon. And my website is DrewElons.com. Facebook is The Drew Elons. Thank you. Jasmine, where can we find you? All right. So on Facebook, you can find me at Jasmine Clark HD 108. And on Twitter and Instagram, at Jasmine 4, F-O-R, HD 108. Or you can visit my website, Jasmine 4, Georgia. That's Jasmine like the flower. Or like the number GA.com.
All right. I'm glad that our listeners can find you. I want to thank our guests for coming Hi. out to talk to us about politics, to explain to us the differences between the political parties. You guys have done a wonderful job, and I have learned a thank lot. You. Have thank you. I have, too. We thank appreciate you. you being here. Uh, Jasmine, good luck on uh, the campaign trail. You already got my vote on Monday. <laughs> uh, Drew, thank you again for joining us and our listeners. We look forward to seeing you in another couple of weeks when we talk about medical, medical. marijuana. And marijuana in general. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, thank you again for joining us. I am Dr. Aisha Dickerson. And I am Dr. Harrison Davis. And you guys are listening to Two Therapists and a Microphone. We will see you in two weeks. tuning in with us. We had a great time and hope you did too. Remember to catch us live on WDJY 99.1 FM every other Tuesday at 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. You can also listen to us on Spreaker, iTunes, Stitcher, and SoundCloud at United Intentions. Download our UI Radio Network app as well and listen to all of our shows whenever you like. Watch us on Facebook Live and on YouTube at United Intentions and like our shows on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter as well. I'm Dr. Harrison Davis. And I'm Dr. Aisha Dickerson. And we're Two, two Therapists and a Microphone. The United Intentions Foundation and its associates take no responsibility for the opinions and statements made by the talk show hosts or their guests. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.